Hello, 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 hello. This is episode 38 of The Modern Recordist and another edition of The Producer's Notes. This is the podcast where we talk all about designing and living your life as an extraordinary artistic visionary, discussing inspiring and creative ideas around making music and art that creates an impact on the world. On this podcast, we sit down with musicians, songwriters, artists, producers, and all manner of artistic visionaries to learn exactly what we have to do and who we have to be to create meaning and live out our artistic visions. I'm your host, John Stinson, a Nashville-based producer and recording engineer and mixing engineer, a collector of experiences, a lifelong learner, a lifelong teacher, and an artistic visionary in my own right. And I welcome you to episode 38 of The Modern Recordist and another edition of The Producer's Notes. These are the shorter episodes where I hang out solo in the studio. It's just you and me this week. And I want to talk about something that's been coming up lately, which is the importance of having a team around you. But just before we get into that, I want to do a little bit of a recap of how the year has started off so far. We are just about five weeks into 2016. Things have kicked off in a great way here on The Modern Recordist throughout the month of January we had a bunch of uh, new people join us. So welcome to all of you new listeners. Thank you for jumping into our tribe here of music makers and recording artists, songwriters and musicians and all kinds of creative visionaries. One of the main themes of this podcast is what it looks like to record in our modern age with the internet and YouTube and iTunes and all kinds of uh, digital distribution services, home recording setups, which pretty much every music creator has some form of these days. And uh, then there are all the different angles people pursue in piecing together their career as a music creator. So we spend a lot of time talking about these kinds of things, what it looks like to create and record music in our modern times, as well as all the infinite different business models and ways to connect your music to the world. When I was first starting out in my own career as a music creator and recording engineer, uh, it was a transitional time where a lot of people were beginning to really work out of their homes. When uh, I got my first real job at a recording studio, the typical scenario was to use the bigger commercial studios as the place to start a project with a full band, which would be a few days of work and then move the sessions to uh, the producer's home or the engineer's home to complete the project. And uh, soon enough, uh, there were quite a few people who were working completely out of their own studios at their homes. And by 2007, I found myself doing most of my work either out of my own studio, which was uh, at the time in a barn, or out of Jakir King's studio, which at the time was in his home. So the home studio revolution was on in full swing, and what it consisted of and still does very much to this day is some hybrid approach to working in bigger studios for hire that pull out all the stops and cost hundreds if not thousands of dollars 
a day to work in, and then private home studios that are in the homes of a producer or someone else working on the project. Today, when that record or that single or album uh, is, uh, you know, wins a Grammy, it's very likely that a good portion of the record was made in someone's basement or humble home studio. And that's a big theme of this podcast. What does it actually look like in our modern times of creating music and having people come on this show to talk about what they do and and how they do it in today's world? So that's a little bit about what this show is all about and what this podcast is all about. Welcome to the tribe and thanks for joining us. You can queue up episode zero or and or episode 33 to hear more on what this podcast is all about. But now let's talk about 2016. We've kicked off the year with some great episodes so far. Our first guest of the year, Aaron Wright. Uh, he is a songwriter, an artist, and producer working out of Nashville the city that is also home to the modern recordist. And that episode was last week, episode 37. Perhaps you caught our series on recording drums that we featured for the month of January, taken directly from my Recording Drums 101 resource that you can find on my website. Uh, These were episodes 34, which talked about the Brennan O'Brien drum miking technique that uses just two microphones. Episode 35, which talked about the Recorderman drum microphone technique that also uses just two microphones. And episode 36, where I went over the Glenn Johns drum microphone technique that is super popular, uh, captures a great drum sound, and only uses three microphones. Check out these episodes for simple tips to record great sounding drums. And check out my free resource on my website, Recording Drums 101, a home studio guide for pro-sounding drums. Go to johnstinson.com, J-O-N-S-T-I-N-S-O-N. There's no H in John. Scroll down on the front page a little bit and click on the big Recording Drums 101 graphic there. So 2016 is off to a great start, and we're not slowing down. We've got some great guests coming up with uh, Lane Abernathy, a songwriter artist, dropping in next week to talk about his artistry and where he comes from when he's creating music and play us some songs. And then at the end of the month, we've got Cliff Goldmacher, a songwriter and producer that kind of works all over the globe through a unique business he's got set up, Nashville Studio Live. actually worked with Cliff quite a bit on many of these sessions uh, out of his Nashville studio while he produces remotely from his California studio. You'll get to hear more about all that in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm really excited about these guests and what they are going to bring to the show, and I know you're going to love it. That's all awesome stuff to look forward to, and uh, while we excitedly anticipate what's coming, let's jump into the topic for today's edition of the Producer's Notes. Let's talk about building your team, and like I said at the top of the show, we are in week five of 2016. This is the make or break zone, my friends. At the beginning of the year, you wrote down your goals, 
you had dreams and aspirations for achieving big things this year. And now we're in that part of the year where we tend to massively drop off, where we don't keep up with what we are committed uh, and what we've committed to ourselves that we would create. And uh, we don't often check in on our goals and our progress and our plan for getting to where we want to be. And, you know, this is real statistical data that backs this up, that this kind of thing happens. So where are you and uh, are you tracking your progress? Are you holding yourself accountable? Um, Those goals that you've set, what is your plan for achieving them and how on target are you? And one of the main issues that people run into, and I know that it's one of my biggest issues, is overwhelm. Overwhelm with all the things I have to do to reach my goal or keep up with everything so that all my personal and business goals are on track. And this overwhelm leads to stress and confusion, which leads to things just not getting done or bailing on uh, a plan altogether. So when you set out to create music or pursue anything that you want to connect to the world and uh, be impactful with people and even make a profit, there are tons of moving parts to this kind of thing. Um, you know, you're going to find that there's so many things that need to be taken care of. And more than likely, you're trying to do all these things yourself. And so let me tell you from experience that that is not going to work. It's not sustainable. And you just simply aren't focusing your brain cycles towards the areas of key importance. This idea of how important it is to build your team has been a topic that's been coming up frequently, which might be a clue that uh, I need to work on delegating more things. But nonetheless, uh, I've had some great conversations or otherwise been exposed to some great ideas around this. Last week on episode 37 with uh, Aaron Wright, he said that the most important thing for him and his career is that uh, when he signed the publishing deal and that he had a lot of breakthrough around this. Aaron said that this is when things changed for him and things really began to take off. And I even remember hearing some of the folks at CD Baby talking about how important it is to have a team. Um, A few years back around 2007, there was this movement of sorts where people were really championing the idea of not needing to have a record label and that artists had now been empowered to do everything themselves. And I even jumped on this bandwagon in a big way. And although uh, I've really toted the flag of artists being empowered and not needing a record label, uh, that's, that is something that I still believe today. Um, But this is not something that I've just blanketly suggested as a one size fits all kind of thing. Um, it's really a, a case by case kind of thing. Sometimes it's right for an artist to have a record deal and go after that. But oftentimes it's not the best thing to focus on. You really need to get clear on what you want to create and why. And, uh, as far as the whole do it yourself movement goes, I've never, thought it was a good idea for an artist to actually do it all themselves. Yet, what I've always felt strongly about is that 
the artist is now way more empowered to build their own team and therefore can do it all themselves under their own umbrella. It's really about causing things to happen and delegating the right job or task to the right person as well as surrounding yourself with people who you can call on for high quality counsel and advice. People who will coach you to your best and hold you accountable. Labels and other similar type relationships are still relevant and and for many artists, that's the right way to go. But the point is to be intentional and deliberate about what you're going to create and how you're going to create it and how you're going to connect it to the world. So what's your plan? You want to become world-class at what you do, and you want to accomplish a lot. You want to achieve a lot of goals, and, and you need to build a team that will allow you to reach your full potential. There's a podcast I listen to a lot. It's one of my favorites, London Reel. I was listening to a recent episode where host Brian Rose was sharing the advice that, yes, you might be able to do the work of two people at the most, but imagine if you built a team of two, three, four, five, or more people, what you would then be able to accomplish. As a music creator, you should be focusing your peak brain cycles on your core offer, which is your music. And you should build a team around you that can handle other aspects of what you want to achieve. So let's talk about how to begin doing this kind of thing. And I'm going to start by making some clarifications. Very often, there's the tendency to get caught up in a mindset that, uh, oh, I, you know, I really need a manager so that they can handle uh, XYZ thing for me and that would be my big breakthrough so that I will be able to score a record deal and they can score me a record deal and uh, then I can make tons of money. Or, man, I really hate booking shows. I just need to get a booking deal with this awesome agency so that they can do all that for me and then I can go uh, play on the Grammys. And if you're thinking like this, what you really need is something closer to an assistant that you pay to help and support you keep up with communications and various administrative items. People like artist managers and booking agents typically operate in kind of this model that looks more like a joint venture or a partnership um, rather than your typical services for hire, uh, that kind of scenario. So at the outset, it's really about you being your own manager and being willing to do this work because if you aren't willing to do this for yourself, you can't expect anyone else to see the value in doing it for you. Managers want to see that what you are creating is resonating with people and that you have what it takes to create and otherwise work to build a following and connect the music you are creating with the world in an impactful way. And then they can step in and they can help you level up from there. Part of working toward this kind of relationship is strategically building 
the right team of people, people that you are going to employ to support you in running all the nitty gritty of your business. And all along the way, uh, it's going to be about pitching and selling yourself, pitching potential people to come work for you, pitching personnel at clubs to book a show with you at their venue, pitching blogs and media outlets on featuring you, pitching fans to jump on your email list, pitching fans to buy your music, and later pitching managers and agents to represent you. Success in life comes from how much you're willing to pitch. And the thing is, is that you never stop pitching. No matter if you're a billionaire flying around on private jets or you're still working that day job as a bar back at the local music joint. The billionaire still has to make pitches, just like the barback does. The difference is in how it's done and for uh, what the deals are being made for. Each level in life requires a different approach, a different set of reasons why, a different set of challenges, and uh, a, a different set of proposals. But no matter what, Pitching yourself or selling yourself or enrolling people in your vision is always required work. You have to pitch yourself. You have to be willing to do the unsexy work of selling yourself and enrolling other people in your vision so that they see why it makes sense to jump on board. Life is an enrollment game and it will be until the day you die. And the key thing to realize at the beginning when you set out to enroll people in your vision is that it's all going to start with a no. That's just the reality. But you have to pitch. You have to sell yourself. You have to be willing to do this work. So maybe you really do hate booking your shows or otherwise managing all the minutia of things. You know, I've booked plenty of shows for bands that, that I've worked with in the past, and I can tell you that it's definitely not my favorite thing either. But you have to have the patience and perseverance to build value with what you are creating such that people see that value and are open to or excited by the idea of working with you. And you have to get yourself okay with some level of minutia because that part of your life is never going to 100% go away. It's your career after all, so you need to maintain a, a pretty significant level of hands-on engagement. So how do we do this kind of thing? You know, Because the reality is, like I said a few minutes ago, that trying to do everything yourself is not going to work, and there are tons of moving parts when it comes to creating music and then working to connect that music to people in an impactful way. So I'd say that the first thing is to start with what you want and what your vision is. I actually check in on this every day. And in my mind, there's kind of two layers to this. There's the overarching vision, what I want to create with my life and why. And then there's the specific vision 
what I want and why for each day that uh, mostly is within the context of my overarching vision, but uh, the nuance of the nuances of it all kind of shift around a bit uh, as this uh, as I kind of check in on this on a day to day level. Um, I'd recommend developing some kind of practice to check in on this every day and set aside some time to ask yourself what your vision for your life is, what you want to create, how you are going to create it, and why. Ask yourself in the context of your life from the overarching perspective, and then check in every day and ask yourself these questions from the day-to-day specific perspective. And, you know, all this doesn't really, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. You just should develop a consistent practice of checking in. Uh, this this will form the basis for pretty much everything else. Kind of puts you in a place where you can look at the end result of what you want to create and then kind of work backwards and reverse engineer all the details of it. Which leads me to the next recommendation for working towards building your team. I highly recommend hiring a coach, someone that you will pay to ask you these types of what do you want and how will you create it questions. Someone that you will pay to hold you accountable. Someone that will listen unattached to any specific agenda, only that they want to see you succeed at your goals and will help you draw out your own answers and therefore shape your plan of how you will bring your dreams to reality. Someone who will talk with you on a regular basis and check in with you on what your specific challenges are from time to time, helping you to formulate a plan for breakthrough. Think of this person as your chief advisor. You know, so many people at the elite level of business have a person like this. Elite athletes have people like this. The president of the United States and leaders in all countries um, all around the world have people like this. And you need someone like this. Beyond this, as things become more busy and work volume begins to increase, I would look at ways you could hire some kind of administrative assistant to support and help you keep organized as you represent yourself as your own manager, booking agent. Um, You set up collaborations with people and co-writing scenarios and things like that. You schedule time to record with your band. You do song plugging, uh, all kinds of things like this. Over time, as you develop a working relationship with this person, their role may even evolve into someone that takes on more responsibility and helps you with some of the higher level planning and, and management stuff. And uh, so here's the biggest challenge I personally come up against and what I see others come up against when it comes to hiring people in this way. Money or more specifically cash flow because it's all really about how much cash you have access to at the specific time that you need to use it and less about gathering up a big pile of cash and stashing it away somewhere. It's also about blowing away the line of thinking that, oh, if I only had a couple million dollars, everything would be perfect. 
this is a BS story that just isn't true. And if you think that your cash flow issues are going to disappear when you hit whatever lottery you're you're waiting to hit, then you're going to get a bad surprise at some point down the line. Stop waiting on money and start doing. The bottom line, you're going to need to put some money in the game. And if you're not willing to do that, then there's probably some fundamental underlying things that you get to address before continuing on your journey, like whether or not you truly believe in what you're doing. And so that's all I'm really going to say about the whole financial aspect of this um, as your mindset around money, ways to have breakthroughs specifically as it relates to money and the management of money. Um, that stuff could be a whole other entire podcast show. And quite frankly, there's tons of podcasts and online courses for this kind of thing created by people that cracked the code on all this a long time ago. Um, but if you are interested in learning more about money management and that kind of stuff, um, maybe this is a topic I can feature uh, on the podcast in the future. Just reach out and let me know. Okay, so here's where we're at. The true place to start when building your team is to get clear on what you really want and what your vision is and how you're going to create it all. Hire a coach, someone who will serve as your chief advisor, but really this person is is honestly so much more than just that. Um, then understand that from here on out, for the rest of your life, you are going to be pitching to people and working to en enroll them in your vision. And enrollment begins at no, just get good at this, which is something your, your coach can help you with. Um, clean up your mindset and limiting beliefs around money. Again, your coach will help you. Hire someone as your administrative assistant to help you with the day-to-day -day office tasks that make up a, a large part of building your career. I'd say that, that the real place to start when building your team isn't from a place of, I need a manager or booking agent, but rather, I need to look into how I can hire one or two administrative assistants to help me keep up with my scheduling, my content calendar, live show appearances that I, that I have booked, social media, and uh, the endless other day-to-day -day tasks. Think of yourself as your own manager and booking agent, because that's exactly what you are, and then look for someone who can help you keep track of all the little moving parts so that you can keep your eye on all the big picture things and, of course, keep writing and creating music. So perhaps you truly are ready to enter into a partnership with a manager or a booking agent, but really ask yourself why you think you need a person to step in and work with you in this capacity. It's quite possible you're ready, but I've seen a lot of people jump the gun on this and pursue a management or booking relationship for the wrong reasons. And so the final thing that uh, I want to get into is relationship building because ultimately it is probably to your best benefit to land some kind of management or booking deal or publishing deal 
And again, it's important to consistently check in on what you want and what you are creating and why, as this is going to help you gauge the best moves to make as you consistently level up. It's important to do the work of building relationships and having interactions with people before you actually need them. And it's important to think of and approach the art of networking the right way. When done the right way, networking is not networking at all. I'd actually encourage you to avoid this concept altogether and just focus entirely on the concept of relationship building instead. The honest truth is, is that people work with their friends. You may have great music, but people just aren't motivated by this alone. Sure, there's a, a story that highlights the anomaly out there, but you're lying to yourself if you think that you can just sit around in your home studio, write incredible music, send an unsolicited email to a cold contact, and have them jumping for joy and begging you uh, to sign a deal with them. And while it's also not true that you can just build a friendship with someone and then write any crap music that, that you don't put much effort into and expect that they are going to want to work with you based on your friendship alone. You need both quality music and quality friendships. When you work to build authentic and legitimate friendships with people, they will pay attention when you ask them to check out your music or they will go to bat for you when you reach out to them asking if they know any artists who are looking for new songs and co-writes or any artists that are looking to make a record and need a producer. Like I referenced at the beginning of this episode on episode 37 with Aaron Wright, he talked about how his publishing deal was such a big game changer for him. And he also mentioned that he got his publishing deal because he developed a relationship over time with someone at that particular publishing company. Invest time in relationship building and play the long game. People hire their friends that make great music. Your friends are your biggest fans and they want to see you succeed. So as you consistently level up in your music career and production career, recording career, what have you, uh, make sure you are spending time legitimately building quality relationships, not networking. That's approaching things in a what's in it for me opportunistic way that is self-serving and does not focus out to truly bring value to others. Over time, when you're finally ready for that partnership with the manager or booking agent, label situation, or whatever the highest impact relationship is at that time, you will have done the groundwork and made real friends in the right places. And you will have a high quality team of supporters and uh, assistants already built backing you up so that you are always in the zone focusing your time and efforts in the places of highest impact for your career. All right, all you modern recordists, I'm going to leave it at that for now, but I will say this. If you are ready to pull the trigger on finding a coach, reach out to me. I'd love to hear about your goals and support you in recommending either a coach 
or a next step. Hit me up on my contact page at johnstinson.com slash contact. Remember, there's no H in John. And of course, if you're ready to make a record, looking for a producer or a recording engineer or a mixing engineer or all three, reach out to me and my contact page as well, and let's talk about your project. So once again, welcome all the new subscribers and listeners who have joined us here on The Modern Recordist. Uh, make sure you do get subscribed and stay subscribed if you're not already. The two best ways to do that are by going to my website and signing up for the email list. Uh, I will send out emails regularly to make sure that you never miss a show. Um, or you can go to iTunes if you're an iTunes person. So jump on iTunes, search for The Modern Recordist, and click that subscribe button. And while you're on iTunes, make sure that you leave a rating and review as well. Good and honest ratings and reviews. Communicate the value that you get out of this show so that we can continue to create great content that you find valuable, and we can continue to bring on great guests that will share really valuable ideas with you. And on the note of, of that, uh, I would ask you to spread the word if you're getting something out of this podcast and you're finding it valuable. So if you know somebody who would also find this, this show valuable, uh, reach out to them and uh, drop a line in a uh, tweet or a text message or an email or a Facebook post. Uh, tell three people, tell ten people, and let them know how much you are enjoying this show and how much you're getting out of it. Okay, that's it for this week. There's more for you next week. And in the meantime, go live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.